podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. After our tragic combination of results along the A23 corridor, we return to you with a victorious Stop Hammer Time. And what better way to celebrate a victorious Stop Hammer Time than by having one of our favourite guests back on the show after quite a long absence. Uh, You may remember this guest was the editor of the possibly the best boutique football magazine. (laughs) If Hugh Hefner had started a magazine about football, a glossy covered masterpiece produced every month. Uh, it would have been this magazine if if the people that came up with Vogue and Vanity Fair had had Annie Leibovitz taking pictures of footballers in incongruous poses holding mugs of <laughs> bee saliva. That would have been 442 Magazine, the greatest magazine about football ever. It, it, editor Dave Hall we had on several times in the interim. Something has happened and Dave Hall is now not editor of 442 <laughs> magazine, which has fallen away to possibly being the worst magazine on football ever now. in Dave's absence. <laughs> it's had its heart ripped out of it, very much like a certain football club that we may be discussing later. Uh, it's, it's, its soul is crushed and now it struggles on without its leader, Dave Hall. Hi, Dave. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm fine and so is 442, just in case anyone's worrying. <laughs> we'll find out what you're doing now. <laughs> In, in a few minutes. As always, I'm joined by my colleague and oldest friend, Jim Grant. Jim, how are you? Uh, I, I, well, this season, Phil, yep. Stop Hammer Time is brought what? to you in association with Labrooks. That's not what I asked. Sign up and deposit up to Hang £50 on. and Labrooks will put the same amount into your account. I didn't ask Giving that. you up to £50 worth of free bets. Jim, I... Look for these and other offers at bet.westhampodcast.com. This doesn't seem to be... <laughs> well, how are you? I mean, I could ask the same question of you. How are you? This show is brought to you in partnership (laughs) with Zelo. If you're going to upcoming matches against uh, Burnley or even Manchester United, we've partnered with Zelo to give you a lift all the way to the stadium from Essex and Kent free of charge. Stop Hammer Time listeners can get a free trip by booking a seat on a luxury coach at ride.westhampodcast.com using the promo code Hammer Time. That's ride.westhampodcast.com using the promo code Hammer Time. For example, coaches leave for the Watford, uh, uh, leave from the Watford game has already been on. Yes, don't catch that coach. That would be foolish. Take a time machine back to the Watford game and relive that victory. That would be good. That would be good. <laughs> yes, it yeah, would. We, yeah, could, yeah. we could ride on that floor. Uh, they go from Basildon, Canvey Island, Chelmsford, Colchester, Orsett, South Benfleet and South End. Uh, uh, we will add that link again to our Facebook and Twitter. It's also in the description of this podcast. Yeah. So the next one will be Burnley. Will be Burnley. Exactly. Uh, ride.westhampodcast.com using the promo code Hammer Time. Well, there you are, you see. It's contagious. This so thing. we're, I suppose we're doing, we're both of us are doing... Doing well. Yeah, we're fine. Mm. Good. Whoring ourselves out for sponsors. Mm. 
Um, so, <laughs> so uh, yes, we played uh, we played football at the weekend, didn't we, against Watford? And uh, now that that was a you know they were sort of form they were a form side. Probably the Swansea is the form side of the division at the moment. Watford are sort of going okay. Well, aren't they? they were form in the sense that they would just beaten Chelsea. Yeah. But before that, they they were. Not in great form. They beat us uh, on Moyes' debut. Well, that's going back, a, going well. back a few yes. games. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, well, um, perhaps not. Perhaps not the form team, but they seem they seem sort of. Yeah, I mean they are, and and they've done quite well against us in recent. Yeah. Uh, recent yes, they games. have. Yeah. So, Four two last season. Yeah. Troy Deeney seems to love it. Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. Last season was in that sort of slightly retro, weird retro kit where they came to where uh, we made them angry by scoring goals with uh, Rabonas. Rabonas. Uh, yes. And uh, yes. it angered them. Yeah. And uh, their 19th century sensibilities were. were um, were stimulated yeah. and they came back in their aged kit. And, and we, uh, we crumpled. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They are they're fatties aren't they? in that in that kit last season. I thought, God, a couple of them are really, and a couple of them are still there, heavy, aren't they? Troy Deeney's like a big tank. Is, yeah, a big, he's, he's a not, big tank up yes. front. Yeah, yeah. It's like that bloke that plays. What's that bloke? That, is it Wickham, the really huge fat bloke who plays uh, sort of you know football in one of the top flights? They call him the beast. Obviously, it would be the well, only. Akin Fenwa. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Him, the he's strongest him. man, the strongest man in football. Is he, as he, did he do that? What was that thing where like Jeff Capes used to pull tractors? The Strongman. Yeah, was it yeah. called The Strongman? Strongman, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in an athletics club, uh, Blackheath Harriers, when Jim and I were growing up in Bromley. And uh, we had at the time uh, sort of the UK's sort of second best shot putter, which was Mike Winch. Do you remember him? No. He had a kind of. <laughs> Nobody zap- remembers him. <laughs> he had a Zapata, he had a kind of Zapata moustache. Okay. Like a Frank yeah. Zappa type moustache. Uh, and sort of black curly hair, and he went out. He went out with Judy Oakes, who was uh, the UK's best female shot putter at the time. They were an item, oh. and uh, we went to a cross country event on like the Isle of Wight or Jersey, somewhere like that in the Channel Islands. And me and my friend Trevor Llewellyn, we were like fifteen. He was a high jumper, and I did the four hundred meters. But okay. this was a like half marathon on soft sand. Me and Trevor Llewellyn came last by about. I'd say an hour, <laughs> uh, but we just went because you know it was like a free trip. I think the chairman of the athletics club played for us, but billeted in the hotel room above us was uh, Mike Winch and Judy Oakes, whose combined weight when they began making love, uh, <laughs> I can imagine, they made the ceiling, the mid ceiling light of our room literally move up and down. I'd say. <laughs> Six inches. It was, it was extraordinary. <laughs> we considered moving. We considered moving to the kind of perimeter of the wall, where there was much stro- sort of stronger structural inside wall. Uh, and that's my story about Britain's best shot putter, second best shot putter, Mike Winch, uh, overshadowed constantly by Jeff Capes. Yeah, he kept uh, budgery guards. Jeff Capes. Yeah, did he? Yeah, hugely strong man, but very gentle hands. Oh yeah, very gentle hands. Like a uh, loving like, man. Like um. Like the guy in uh, of mice and men, uh, Lenny. Yes, no, yes. the other one, yeah, yeah, George. Uh, uh, Je- Lenny. Yeah, Lenny. Yeah, Lenny yeah, and George. That's right, yeah, yeah. Who accidentally crushes a mouse? Doesn't he? Yes, he he's does. too affectionate. Because yeah, he's too affectionate. He's too affectionate and crushes the mouse. You're a bit like that. You can be too affectionate. I can. Yeah. That's what happened with Mike Winch and Judy Oakes. <laughs> <laughs> They actually crushed each other. <laughs> they were found it was like mutual crushing. They were discovered like the bodies at Pompeii. <laughs> <laughs> in a lethal embrace, <laughs> <laughs> cr- 
crushed into dust <laughs> when two shot putters make love. <laughs> so, I mean, not presumably the earth does actually move. It must have to move, yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. they just pick it up and throw it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, Watford are all big fatties, is I yeah. think what we've... Yeah, what we've <laughs> well, Troy yeah, anyway. Troy Deeney's. Uh, so, so Collins we, had him absolutely in, in, in his pocket. We'll come on to that, because we, we must pay tribute to the Ginger Pele and his extraordinary performance yeah. in that game. But yeah. a um, a 2-0 win, uh, uh, clean sheet, 2-0 two, two mm-hmm. win, sounds on on paper or, or, or even a, on a highlight reel like a kind of fairly comfortable win. It was very much not uh, that, was it? Yeah, Adrian had a few saves to make. Had to make some saves. Yeah, and there was a period of prolonged pressure in the second half, which... I I'd call seeing. it the second half. Pretty <laughs> 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 um, um, It was odd, though, because they, they seemed to have a lot of the ball. Our midfield seemed to just kind of turn to... Yeah, just to melt away. In the second half. In the second half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Coati, I thought, had been good again. Had a really good first half. But seemed to be very absent in the second half. And and so they seemed to dominate possession, but they didn't create much, really. And and that is largely down to the fact that, you know, they're really good, solid defending from from Ogbonna and and Collins and Cresswell. We We set up so deep. As well, well we, yeah. we, we seem to do that now. When we, we, you know, Moyes is not afraid. He's very confident in 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 the in the defensive <laughs> capabilities of his team. It is. I mean, you know, <laughs> Fergie's squeaky bum time is that second half of that game. I mean, we, we, you know, Jim, you, we turned to each other and went, yeah. "We're just waiting." For yeah, it. yeah. I, thought, I, I felt just that because for it, aren't we? you know, at one nil, something might bounce off someone's arse or something like yeah, that. You know, yeah, even yeah. if they're not, you know, creating a lot in front of goal. You, you know, you, you, you're at risk of, of giving it away if you cede that much territory in yeah. possession. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's God, it's brinksmanship, isn't it? Just going, mm. we will soak this up. We'll let them play in front of us. But the second goal killed, killed the game off. Yeah, absolutely yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Arnautovic gets enough credit for that goal. I think it was a his much harder goal than yeah, touch, yeah. his touch when that, that ball bounces time. back to him is magnificent. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He stuns it, doesn't he? And Absolutely then, then flips and sets it up to, to hit it in. Yeah, he's not got stuns it and flips it in. And yeah. it wasn't a pass; yeah. it was no, a deflection. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is. He's. He's dynamite. At the His mazy run into the box. Oh, it was extraordinary. It was fabulous, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Absolutely fabulous. I think we've said this before, but he really does remind me of uh, John Hartson when he first came because everything you say about him, um, uh, he's got very quick feet for a big man. He's... Uh, He's a lot quicker than you than you think for for a big man. Uh, he's got a great footballing brain. Uh, all of that applies, and I wonder, and I think we might have said this before, whether he'll sort of have a couple of good years and just lose interest in football, you know, and, and just vanish because he he really is. He looks like a player that almost every team in the world would want at the moment. I mean, he's just got everything. He's got everything. He's strong, quick, great brain. Great touch, great feet, happy to dribble with the ball, good at passing. You know, he's every, very strong as well. Yeah. He can really hold people. Yeah, up. yeah. I think you have to give credit to Moyes to, to to giving him a more central role. Yes, he's got because, to see. Yeah, you know, he's, I, I I just always assumed that he was just like a wide a winger slash wide attacker. Yes. But but he's getting put him in the middle there, and uh, he, he gets on the ball and and is hungry for it, isn't yeah. he? You know, he looks. Really hungry. I always thought, you know, there was a sort of uh, uh, 
you know, in the kind of monosphere of uh, of social media, there was a, oh, we're getting another winger for, we need a striker, we need a striker. And I, and I was thinking, I don't really know anything about this guy, but what I, what I have done is I've seen him once a season when Stoke come to mm. Upton Park and I see him on highlights on Match of the Day. And when you don't know how another team sets out necessarily, he looked like he was playing up front. And I thought, oh, I don't, I don't think he's a wingman. You know, I think if you're complaining that he's a wingman, you must literally just be reading the newspaper article and go, West Ham sign, wide man, mm. you know, uh, Marco Arnautovic, because every time I've seen him, he seems to be just playing up the middle, you know. And, he's uh, kind of got a bit of a free roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what you know, yeah, he's bossing it at the moment, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he loves it, he loves yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. and certain, you know, certain people, um, certain players in order to do what they do, have to see a lot of the ball. Yeah. You know, mm. Di Canio was the same, wasn't he? It's like, you know, he, Di Canio couldn't play sort of just one eleventh of the football that a football team plays. He has to, you know, have the ball a third of the time yeah, of yeah. all of the players because otherwise he can't really do what he does. And, and, and um, uh, Arnautovic is like that. I he's think. got that swagger, hasn't he, that when he's not playing well or he's out of sorts, makes him look a dick, really. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but when he is playing well and is on song, he is, as you say, magnificent. He, he looks as though he walk into any of the top top Absolutely. teams at the moment. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's really good. He's got the touch touch the Ibrahimovic is about him. He does that kind of yes. attitude yeah. and that yeah. kind of that. It's all it is arrogance basically. But, but it's, it's the sort of footballing brain plus the kind of strength in that when 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 he takes the ball, if he's kind of being closely attended by a defender, he's just got the sort of nous to just palm him off. You know, just a foot to give him time to control the ball. It's got all of that sort of. And it's that way, brain, you know. Uh, he comes to life when he receives the ball and yeah. when he passes the ball. You know, he's instantly moved. You know, a lot of our uh, last couple, few seasons, you know, even when we were playing well under Billich, a lot of our build up is pedestrian, isn't it? It's yes. slow. Yeah, yeah. You know, people turn around, look, you know, and, and the, other, the opposition gets set by the time we've kind of got the ball to the edge of the box. He's always looking to do things quickly, isn't he? Play at pace. That goal with against energy. Chelsea. That yeah. When, yeah. He, when he, yeah. he just and just knocked it around the keeper. Just drifted yeah, yeah. in and knocked it. And that was, that was a good the example. The one against Huddersfield where he, um, you know, does that very basic trick of doing something at walking pace. Going, oh, yeah. I'm not really interested in the game. He plays the first half of a one-two at walking pace and lays it off and looks disinterested. Then when it comes back to him, he yes. suddenly starts yes, running exactly. and leaves, you know, makes two yards uh, on the and, defender. And he works, he works yeah. the way he chased down you know, Begovic for the goal at, at Bournemouth. Yeah, it's just yeah. graft, isn't it? You know, and, and when it comes to him, makes the chance look easy. Yeah, he is. He looks yeah. dynamite at the moment. I, I, yeah. I, you know, he the seems to, also, you know, sounding like a, a classic football fan, but he actually seems to care. Yeah, at the moment, anyway. Yeah, you know, there's lots yeah, yeah. Of Well, he likes being loved, and, doesn't yeah, he? He exactly. loves being loved. I mean, yeah. I, you yeah. know, as, as I think as Phil says, I think he might be one of those players who, you know, if he if he if he does do really really well with us, will want will look for that bigger move, mm. um, and actually just might lose. Yeah, just lose just kind of lose, lose a bit of yeah his mojo. You know, Hearts and mo- go just walk about. lost interest in football, really, didn't he? I'm not sure. I didn't really keep track of what he was like up at uh, Celtic, but he was not very good at Wimbledon. He was like, you know, we we did brilliantly to get seven and a half million for yeah. Arsenal when he left us because he was he was on his way down. He said, you know, Wimbledon scouting when they bought him was uh, yeah. 
risible, really, because he, yeah. he he was great for the first half of that season and then literally stopped. Yes, he did. Stopped yeah. playing yeah. football. We had a sort of calendar year of brilliance out of him, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, second half yes. of 96, 97, first yeah. half of 97, yeah. 98. Yeah. Absolutely, was yeah. a calendar year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so, I mean, you know, if we can keep Marco interested. And that's a good thing about Moyes, is you sense he sort of can. He's not... He's not He's not going to have a sort of emotional connection to the player that perhaps Billy might have had. He'll be pragmatic, but he'll go, "Come on, son, you know yeah. you're, you know." The post-match press conference, he says he's not getting any praise. I'm yeah. still pushing him, or something yeah, like yeah, something yeah. to that effect. And it was very yeah. kind of, you know, tough love. Basically, yes. it was the yeah. message yeah. from Moisey. I've been impressed. I, I, I missed a couple of podcasts. I didn't get a chance to talk about Palace and whatever. But I've been impressed with. Moyes tactically the last few games Brighton didn't go well obviously no. um, but that was a bit of a weird game in many ways um, but uh, it certainly set the, get, set the team up with the resources he had against Palace really well Brilliant, and yeah. I thought pretty well on on, on Saturday you yeah. know, he had Antonio with pace up against Yanmat who is slow and just he just destroyed him for pace yeah. several times. In fact, you know, we felt he should have gone past him more. Really. Yes, he seemed yeah. to have had the kind of chance to take him on, and you know, he clearly had the beating of him. Yeah, um, but uh, certainly sort of made him look a Charlie for the for the goal. For the goal, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great cross. But it was a very strange uh, second half. Uh, we, yeah, you know, cute. whether yeah. I mean, it was like we were playing an away game. Yes, we yes. set up like we were away, basically. Just trying to hit them and on the they post. came out revved up. I yeah. mean, that was the you know that was another big difference. You know, you you can do what you do, but you you can't legislate. You know, you have to legislate slightly for what the other team does. And they came out really revved up, and we seemed to just come out the same way we'd come out in the first half, and uh, we were hemmed in. And you know, our heroic rearguard action just left us biting our nails until the goal went in and mm. then you thought that the end of the they were back. quite long ball though weren't they they, they were, they were very yeah, direct yeah. I and mean, yes. they really only had Delefeu as as a kind of sort of creative force yeah. i thought and he he looked really he's good useful he? didn't yeah, he yeah he's good yes Coyote did disappear in the second half totally uh, that bang on the head finally uh, yeah, more off it finally <laughs> yeah finally Reached the sort of cortex of his brain. No, but we pressed them, pressed them well in the first half. Yeah, you know, deservedly went ahead. We should have had the game sewn up. Our yes, time, to be honest, we were the better team in the first. It half. It was definitely. just offside that goal, wasn't it? I Only think just. Yeah, it's really tight though. As much as do you remember, there was a Nolan goal that was offside. Was that yes, against Man That U? was his, like his big toe, wasn't it, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It was like that. I mean, he. He was level, but was leaning forward. It was like a sprinter yeah. dipping for the line. I mean, he was, you know, a hundredth of a second offside if that had been one of those weird photos at the end of a sprint race where they're all a bit stretched. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Anatovic's first chance in the first half. Oh, yeah. He, he probably should have done better, oh. actually, with that. It, it was, was easier to score. It was yeah, one of those times yeah, yeah, it was easier yeah. to score. He gets yeah. it right at the keeper. Yes, it was yeah. bang at the keeper. But it was... Uh, you know, look, it was a win. It was a, it, it was a win. It was, um, it, it was a little... Worrying in the second half. Uh, yeah, Kayati sort of vanished. I mean, we are, you know, the, one of the uh, signifiers of the sort of this season is really losing the midfield battle all the time in nearly every game we play, and uh, um, you know, uh, he partially sort of cured that by stopping fucking around with combinations of. Um, uh, Noble, Kiyati and Obiang and simply playing all three. <laughs> and yeah. that seemed to sort of um, 
sort of you know sort of stop the yes. flood a little bit though you you know you you would think that playing three sort of nominally holding midfielders is not really the way to go now we don't have a choice because Obiang's injured um Noble is sort of playing well but we're still sort of second best in midfield a lot and we were in the second half on Saturday I mean we were sort of a little overrun well I mean I mean they were sort he of solved the problem in part by playing the three at the back yeah, and yeah. and they have been they have been very good. Or yeah. Bonner has been his only sort of ever present, and he he is a rock in the middle of that back three. Collins was magnificent. He on, was extraordinary. On Saturday, yeah. I mean, yeah. he was heading everything. Didn't really give uh, uh, Dini a sniff, um, and and was good on on you know was was making great Bobby Moore like tackles on the on the on the deck as yeah, well. I he mean, was. he was absolutely superb. Um, but in the end, if you're going to play. You know, I feel as if we're going to play a more expansive game with getting. Well, I mean, let's face it: when Lanzini comes back, you really ideally do want to have Arnautovic, Lanzini, Jean Mario, who I've been quite impressed yeah. with yeah. as well, by the way, and Antonio. You, know, you want to try and get them all on the yeah. pitch. Well, that's going to be pretty difficult to do. You're playing three at the back, so you are going to have to eventually move to a system of, of four at the back. And to do that, you have to have. I mean, I'm looking ahead to next season and beyond. You do have to have that commanding defensive, you know, the holding yeah. midfielder, um, which we've been crying out for for some time, I think. And when Obiang got injured, not to have gone out and got one feels criminally uh, incompetent, really. More of this uh, after this message. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Uh, yes, uh, Collins's performance was fantastic. There was a, a little bit of talk about, um, and a bit of ire about uh, whether he should have a new contract and all this stuff. His contract sort of comes to an end. Um, he, on paper, you would say that, that he's an understudy to read uh, if you were, you know, to play, uh, to yeah. play either... Um, just two centre backs, or in, or indeed three. Um, at the moment, he looks up to that, and yeah, uh, so given that you need four, you know, you need four central defenders in your squad. I would certainly, you know, give him another year contract. You know, yeah. he is sort of, he is obviously moving to the autumn of his footballing years. That's I mean, that's yeah. a challenge because of the way he plays. Yeah, and his age, he's just more and more likely now to pick up an injury and just yeah. be out for a while. So. But he is great good in the fair. squad. You imagine he's brilliant in the dressing room. Yeah. He's a leader, isn't he? He's, yeah. a, he's a, you know passionate, plays with his heart, footballer as well. It must yeah, be, it's it must a no-brainer be, keeping him. It must be him. terrifying to play against, I'd reckon. Yeah. 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 Imagine, imagine him just bumping up behind you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this huge <laughs> Captain Haddock type <laughs> sailor. Massive beard, yeah, bald massive head. Massive beard. <laughs> bumping up against you, you know, he's just, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, at the moment, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, you know, the fact is he is, people are very, uh, you know, sentimental about footballers when they're in their sort of downward sort of stage. He's but been with us, you know, for all, I know you, I know you, yeah. you went away and, and came yeah. back. Didn't want to go, though, to, no. to Villa, did he? No, and in no. fact, we sold the wrong one, didn't we? I mean, it's like, yeah. the Icelandics wanted to balance the books, CCB Holdings wanted to balance the books, and uh, so we sold... Uh, 
the player that w- was worth five million when we had a fifteen million pound player that wasn't as good that we could have got fifteen million pounds for because mm. he was playing for England. And it was a, such a weird miscalculation, wasn't it? It was like if you'd yeah. looked at what's happening on the pitch rather than the sort of the value of the player and what journalists are sort of saying about Upson having been called up to the England mm. squad. It's like you know he he certainly for us was really having a rotten season you know and uh, got called up for England and and um, you know because his first season he did have a very good season for us our 10th place finish the soft forgotten about yeah the 10th place finish under Kirbishley uh, he's good in that season the biggest issue with Upson was was much more and we talked about it loads at the time was much more giving him the captaincy wasn't it yeah, he wasn't yeah, a bad centre half he just wasn't a leader he no. just wasn't you know he's not very vocal no yeah. he was timid one of the most timid it's like the sound of moth's wings beating it was him <laughs> bellowing <laughs> commands around the pitch it was like it was like his kind of leadership was sort of ambient chill out yeah. leadership that you'd have in a yoga class <laughs> yeah. Oh, and everyone points out there was, it was the game where Tompkins made a big, big error. I can't remember who it was against. It might have been Wolves, Wolves I think. Wolves. And Upson just walked, just yeah, walked, walked away from, from yeah, him. Yeah. He left him, and he, the boy, the lad was distraught. And you just know Noble would have been yeah, up, yeah. up to him, arm yeah, round yeah. him. Come on, you know. Any uh, leader does that. Yeah, any leader been. does that. You know. Decanio went around telling nearly every person on the yeah. pitch what to do. Yeah. All, and, all game. To be fair, there's a bit of there's a there's a sort of leadership thing about Arnautovic as well, isn't there? There's yeah. a kind of you know. He's, well, a couple he's, of, actually, a couple of a couple of times yeah. on Saturday, his 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 partners in the kind of sort of front three, uh, he got cross with them when they didn't close down. Yeah. Uh, once Hernandez and once Mario, you know, mm. uh, the old turning around and waving your arms. Yeah, 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 and. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, Mario's. I like Mario. Yeah, what do you think about Dave about Jean Mario? I think he's really good. Yeah, I think he's got that. He's definitely got that um, that moment of class where yeah. he receives the ball and Matrix style, the world stops. Yeah, and he can just make a, make a couple of good decisions, and we keep possession has been much better when yes. he's been in the side. So we, yeah. we retain the ball much yeah. better. Comfortable straight away. I mean, the Palace game, you know, at the Thunderdome, he was good in that game. He, he, you know, he came in, he wasn't sort of phased by, you know, a different league, a different set of players. He kind of went, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of going to do what I do. Mm. And I, th- I like him. I've been surprised at his work rate. I mean, yeah. I think he's possibly our best player at Brighton and, and he's not afraid to put his foot in and get stuck in. I've, I've been surprised by that. Yeah, he's, you know, he is almost exactly the sort of player that, you know, um, we, we if we are sort of looking to move to the next level, we should routinely be seeking out sourcing players like this. You know, yeah. he'll, you know, you might be able to get him for sort of 30 million yes, or something. Yes, that's the, that's the loan thing is the, is the issue. Yeah, there, yeah. It? Um, it's balancing the, t- the side though, like you said earlier, when, mm. when everyone's fit, which may never happen again, obviously. No. <laughs> it's first very unlikely. But, but, you know, that's, how do you balance that team to make yeah. sure that we're solid? Because you, well, I'd love us to be a team that's just like we're going to score more than you. It doesn't matter what you yeah, score, but yeah. we're, ne- we're never going to have that kind of firepower. So it's it's about getting him in the team. Yeah. How do you build people around that? Do you really want to build people around that if he's going to be gone? Yeah, in the that's summer? right. You know, that's that's another thing they need to think about because if the team gets used to playing around him and then he's gone, yeah, that's yeah, going yeah. to be tough over Absolutely. the summer to replace that. You can be that team that you know 
I suppose it is the w- 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 ultimately will score more than you team. There's sort of the two times you've sort of felt that you know the other team goes ahead and you go. No problem. It'd be all right. <laughs> Was Pardew the tenth place finish his first season in the Premier League? Yeah. Yes. And then um, you know, Billich's Upton Park season. Yeah. I remember Palace scoring and literally the words um their lead was to only last 10 minutes. You know, like, like there was, you just knew that we'd just go up the other end and score. And I think we did within like minutes. Palace scored against us and you went, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. We'll just yeah. score. Oh, you know. we'll start playing now. Yeah, we'll yeah. start playing yeah. now. You know, you and one. it really was, you did <laughs> sense that that team, and obviously it was the Pi A team, was, were, they just, they'll score. Don't worry, they'll score. On the Everton away game. Jenkins. Yeah, well, both score, seasons yeah. interesting because that Pardew game, we were 1-0 down at Everton and 1-1-2-1. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we kept going 1-0 down in that Pardew yeah, season. Yeah. We kept thinking... Yeah. Yeah. It just never, it never worried six you. Six or seven you games where yeah. we were 1-0 down. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah no, we, we'll win this. They were such an exciting team, that Pardew yeah. team. They were yeah. so quick. Yes. so much pace. It was a classic case of everyone knowing their jobs, knowing their roles, bit of pace and power, as you used to talk about. And we were... Surprisingly, we were injury free that season, weren't we? We were yeah, remarkably yeah, yeah. injury free. Yeah. Well, he was that's that was him because he brought guys from Reading who were experts in soft oh. tissue, right? Damage. Right. And we had, I think, we didn't have any soft tissue injuries that season. Well, you had 40 year old Teddy Sheringham turning out every single yeah, week. it was unbelievable. But this, I find this astonishing this idea that you've got a, g- a group of people as if they are sort of magi with, with sort of kind of you know, as if they were mm-hmm. kind of sort of wizards who have <laughs> secret potion. Why doesn't every team, the sport yeah. science for fuck's sake, why doesn't yeah. every team have you're in the Premier League, you've got yeah. millions and millions of pounds. Why, why, why do you not have experts in soft tissue? I mean, that seems crazy to me that he's got these kind of secret guys who who come with yeah, him, and, and then as soon as he's gone, we're we're all just doing hamstrings again. Well, the, the hamstring challenge, should we call it the hamstring challenge? Um, That's a Channel Five quiz show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Eamon Holmes. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's it's continued because Gary Lewin, the guy who you know who we who we hired, yeah. He, there was a long history of hamstring problems at Arsenal, right? Yeah. As well, and it's, you know, I mean, I'm now I'm putting two and two together and possibly getting five, but you know, the, we're we're seeing the same challenges now. Yeah, you know, at West Ham. I think he folds them in half to get them in the team bus. Um, <laughs> you know, if you fold a man in half, it's going to stretch the hamstrings yes. out quite a lot. That's how ballet dancers warm up. This, as you know, is our 10th uh, year or, uh, or has been or is or will be our 10th year of Stop Hammer Time. And uh, over the years, um, as a season ticket holder, I've received uh, emails uh, quite often on the Monday morning after a game, sometimes from the manager, sometimes from uh, the chairman, as we, we, we get now. And we'll come on to that in a minute, sometimes mm. from certain players. And uh, there were quite a few emails from, from uh, one particular player that we had during his tenure here. And I've dug back into our art- archives to find one that uh, arrived just just after the Barnsley game, when we were in the we in the uh, second flight of ah, football, yes. uh, which we won four four, four mm, nil. Four nil. And uh, that was yeah. in army West Ham fans. Game. Yes, it was about six or seven thousand. We were there. It was brilliant. Yeah, we, we were, were there. there. We went to that, we and there. it was a great day out. <laughs> Yes, really we great. met a racist in the pub. We met a racist in the that? pub. Yes. yes, we met a racist in the pub. Yes, um, yeah. and this is a, a obviously in the wake of that game on the Monday morning, and it was an email from one of the players. I'll try and do it <clears throat> a little bit of justice. Hello, Philip. It's me, Ricardo Vazte. I'm a badass emailing motherfucker, and I keep do I keep this shit tight because I got some guys round to remove the scaffolding from my hair. 
On Friday, we played at Barnsley. On oh, Friday? Maybe it was in, well, it was in the cup or something. Yeah. Um, I said, I know these motherfuckers. And they say, we know you, Ricardo Verte. You were top scoring, motherfucker. Oh, he was the, their top scorer in that season. Yeah, he was. <laughs> now you <laughs> gone. Now you gone. Our top scorer got two goals, but one was disallowed. Every time I touch the ball, they fans are shouting, boo, boo, which is Portuguese word meaning small side dish of olives. <laughs> Anyway, we whooped their motherfucker and their goalkeeper pad the ball to Ricardo Verte and that ball say, Oh, I know you, Ricardo Verte. You a goal-scoring motherfucker. And I go, You got that straight, motherfucker. You know where you going. And that ball say, Okay, Ricardo Verte. If you need me, I'm going to be in that goal. And that's where he went. And he was never seen again. On Monday, we play another Scottish team, Birmingham. And Ricardo Valdez scored two more goals. And one time, he penalised them motherfuckers. That ball look up at me and look up at Ricardo Valdez and he say, Ricardo Valdez, are you going to penalise me? And I say, Freight so, motherfucker, I'm going to get penal on you. And when you've been penalised by Ricardo Valdez, you stay penalised. He's a penaliser. You penalised. Okay, I'm tired now. Stop typing, Crystal. I'm Ricardo Vente. Don't do drugs. <laughs> he was a bubbly character. <laughs> Ricardo Vente. We loved it. We loved Ricardo we loved Vente. It. Yeah. He's sort of one of my favourite players of the last <laughs> sort of, you know, yeah, he was decade. Great. He was great. And He's, he scored a winning goal at Wembley. Scored the now. winning goal at Wembley. I love that goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He almost burst into flames after he scored that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, He was was fantastic. Um, Yeah, and you know, and then that sort of second premiership season, Sam lost all faith in any flair players. And just Matty Taylor all the way. Um, Yes. So, Dave, what are you doing now? Now that you're not, now that you've left four four two to sink like Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic, I want to work for a, a company called Perform uh-huh. um, uh, in a division called Gold Studios. I've actually crossed the the dark to the dark side from right. pure editorial content into creating commercial content for clients around football now. Uh-huh. So I'm still working in football, but I'm. Yeah. I'm not doing the uh, the newsstand or, or, or public facing stuff so much these days. So, yeah. um, and is that like uh, online type stuff, video, <coughs> mainly digital stuff? Yeah, yeah so vi- visual medium, visual a lot of video, stuff. a lot of yeah. stuff on social. Yeah. Um, the perform owner website called Goal.com, which is quite right. a big football site. Right. Um, so a lot of the work is done through through that and on their social channels. I urge you um, to visit Goal.com. <laughs> I urge you. I urge you. Passionately to visit gold.com. <laughs> um, Jim, what do you think? Uh, Jim, yeah. you're on it now. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Get off it, Jim. Uh, <laughs> I, I will. Concentrate on, okay, sorry. concentrate on the podcast. Jim. Good. This this bottle's empty and I'm going to have to have yeah. another one. Yeah. <laughs> Once your crystal meth runs out, it's very difficult <laughs> yeah. to keep your attention focused yeah, on the podcast. Sorry, I'm wandering. You're always on the internet once, <laughs> once, you, come, once you come down, as yeah. the youngsters say. Yeah. Um... <laughs> um Talking of uh, digital content on uh, on an online platform, uh, there was a video from David Sullivan uh, on, the, on the internet, on the, on the website. Yes, mm. yes. Uh, You've just watched it. I've just watched it. Yeah. He's wearing a Muhammad Ali hooded sweatshirt. Uh, it was a strange fashion choice 
for well but I mean one among many strange yes. fashion choices it has yes. to be said when I've made this observation before but when people go insane they begin dress dressing in sort of neo military type uniforms Here's sort is that of, a thing? Is, is, that epi- a is sort of epileted, yes. epileted warm coat that he wears. It yeah. looks like a kind of f- from yeah. Stalin's Russian mm. army. It looks like he should be standing on, watching tanks go past rather than watching a football match. And uh, Michael Jackson, once he went mad, all of his clothes yeah. were essentially uniforms. Yeah. You know, is that every single item of clothing he wore sort of had medals on and epaulets and sort of braid so, and stuff like that. Do you think that? on March the tenth he'll be he'll be videoed on camera as, as as a huge sort of protest with banners goes behind him with sort of kind of drop shades saying yes. there is no demonstration here, there is no <laughs> yes. there is no protest. Do you think that? Yes, will I think he might be. Yeah. yeah, I think it's possible he or might. He maybe he'll get David Gold to do that for him. He might hire those sort of celebrants that they have in North Korea, like the. Uh, uh, well, this was in South Korea, but the crowd for the the crowd for one of the events in the Winter Olympics was sort of choreographed, weren't they? Yes. Uh, that yes. strange side to side motion. I think it was yes. for their was it for their joint ice hockey team? They the do joint... a little clappy clappy thing, yeah, yeah. and then they get up and yeah. bob around a bit in in unison. It's K-pop, isn't it? Uh, Korean yeah. pop. It's basically yeah. they're using the moves from K-pop, but sort of in a communist way, even though that's South Korea. But but South Korea and North Korea are, are friends now. Do you know that, Jim? Yeah, well, the papers been full of the papers. Yeah, they, com- they yes. combined um, North Korean and South Korean forces to make a much weaker ice hockey team, which was knocked out in the first round. I think. Can you get knocked out in the first round? Did they not play a long sort of round robin of pointless? Games oh, maybe they weren't knocked kind of out. Kind of maybe they weren't knocked out. Yeah, was it the? I'm not. I'm saying this. It was the joint North South and North Korean women's hockey team. I oh, think right. might have been. Okay. I'm not sure. Anyway, it was weakened by combining their forces. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. So what is what is sort of morally good? Yes. Uh, was effectively not not so good. No. Rubbish. Yeah, rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't watched any winter Olympics. <laughs> no, I don't really know. Right, right. I don't know what's. I don't know what's yeah. going going on there. Um, but uh, there is a sort of. You know, I mean, he 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 addressed certain issues that that uh, people have. I mean, you know, often often people don't sort of entirely. I mean, you know, cut them a break in that he did say they're going to try and overhaul their acquisition policy, and people are like going, "Oh, well, like they sh- like they should have done." It's bolting the stable door after the ho- and you go, well, they did actually quite well for a couple of seasons. They got Chiati, Cresswell. Jenkinson, Paye, Lanzini, Antonio. They have, it's, it's really only the last couple of years, oddly, since we moved to the new stadium. Well, that's we probably crazy. the core of the issue, isn't it? And, yeah. the, and the expectations that, that, have been, that have been raised by that. I mean, I, I'm, I mean I, 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 I'm not yet fully certain where, exactly where I stand in relation to the whole real West Ham fan things. And I did, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I have to say, I did join it. Oh, you joined um, a neo-Nazi Facebook group. <laughs> it's not a neo-Nazi Facebook group. That's it's not. Okay, well, recount um, the same story. That, that well, on it, there was a video. One of the things that made me, makes me think I'm probably going to leave it, um, it was uh, Dave, there was a video well. posted by this chap um, who... Uh, 
you know, was was talking very passionate from his heart about a long, long-standing West Ham fan or whatever. Uh, and then one of his gripes, or in fact, almost one of his main gripes seemed to be uh, that there were people behind him in the ground who didn't speak his language. Mm. Um, and I don't think he was meaning some kind of sort of, kind of, sort of the abstract, language. No. <laughs> the language of love. No, or, no. Um, and, um, and there were about 100 comments after it and not, not one of them calling him out on it at all. Yeah. Um, and I think, well, and, and 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 then he does the classic thing by phone. I say, well, I'm not playing the racist card. Well, that's what you've just done. I mean, you've just that is what you yeah. have just done. So I think uh, you know it's um, but I he's not representative really of what the the the, the kind of this protest movement is um, is about. But I share James Cairns's, um sort of reservations about it. He wrote a very good article on these at Mother Brown. Mm-hmm. About it, I thought, and and you know, he's he's it. One has simply, I don't like the owners. I've never really liked them. I have to say, I didn't want to move to the Olympic Stadium, um, and I think there is an argument to say they have done damage to the kind of to the kind of you know, the moral fabric, the, the 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 traditions of 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 the club that I love. And um, but I think the time to protest about that specifically. Was about five years ago. Not, mm. not, not now. That ship has that ship has sailed. And the problem is that a lot of people who 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 feel very strongly along those lines, as I do, um, are joined by a lot of people who really are protesting about what's happened sort of since the move and the fact that um, they were expecting uh, multi-million-pound player purchases and mm. uh, expecting us to be playing in the Champions League and whatever. And and. Uh, are extremely disappointed about that and feel as though they were promised that and that, that they've been lied to about that. And I am I think that's a fuzzy area. I mean, I, you know, uh, things were said that were about, I suppose, you know, uh, that were ambitious and optimistic and, and, and so mm. on. You could see that the ground was not a football ground. It didn't, you know, that, why was anyone surprised? I mean, you've talked yeah. about this several times. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, anyone was surprised no. when they turned up and suddenly discovered they weren't close to the pitch. I mean, yeah. I think that was never going to be, you know, it was, a, you know, it was always going to be a cost. Benefit. What they, what the owners have not delivered is, uh, you know, is, is over two or three windows now, um, you know, players to put on that pitch that are going to, they're going to be, pushing you towards the top half of the league. But I mean, even with, you know, you could spend 200, 250, 300 million pounds, you still might not get in top four. No. I mean, it, yeah. you know, it's... Look at Everton, how much they um, spend. Yeah. So I'm a little bit, my, my reservations are not really about the kind of heartfelt feelings and the anger about it. I understand all that, but I'm not quite sure what the game plan is with this process. I'm, right. I, I, it feels a lot more heart than head. Yes. And I'm not sure you know, w- w- whether everybody involved in this movement really knows what they want and, and actually possibly want slightly different things. Get rid of Gullen, uh, Sullivan and Gold, yes, but what, you, with no in? notion of who might, who might come in. I'm not sure I want necessarily to be owned by, you know, the Qatari royal family or whoever they are. You know, they're, they're morally dubious people, I, I mm. suspect. Um, and that doesn't really solve the issue of the soul being taken away from the club, does no. it? You know, um, so, you know, I'm, 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 for me, the jury's still out on how I feel about it, really. Yeah. I think, I think the, the soul being taken out of the club is an interesting point because fundamentally you need to decide what has taken the soul out of the club. And for a lot of people, it seems to be move, moving from Upton Park. Mm. Yeah. That's mm. not coming back. No, that's right. That's right. And if that is what's destroyed it for you, then really nothing's going to fix it. Right no, that's now. right. I, uh, you know, uh, that, I mean, that's 
the really salient point is is um, uh, you know marches normally have what do we want insert clause here yeah. when do we want it insert yeah. time scale yeah. and and I don't think people know what they want I, th- there's a strong sort of you know sense that people want to go back to the Bolin which is currently a building site and basically also have Billy Bonds back in the team and, and you know that's all gone Every, all of that's mm. gone and all of that's in the past and also you know your sort of heritage exists in your memories it's not you know it's not tangible it's uh, you know there's an uh, the, the, you know, one thing that really accentuates the sort of knee-jerkiness of this was um, uh, I saw a huge thread that went to, you know, 100-plus posts about moving that statue uh, from the Barking Road to the new stadium, going, it's got to move. That's our heritage. If we, we got to take that to the new place. And, and I'm going, no, m- my notion of heritage would be to leave it there oh, as a reminder that we used to be there. But you do have this sort of, this sort of knee-jerk notion of going, going uh, no, let's let's take our heritage to the new stadium because that way we we'll remember, we we'll remember. And you go, no, you use your brain to remember and, and use a thing made out of bronze to sit in a place that you used to be at to remind people that you used to I be think, there uh, and then create new memories at your new place you know yeah i think part of the challenge is which, which you touched on jim is the fact that people are so angry who are involved in in, in this protest that they're actually going to have trouble articulating why they're angry because yeah. it's just becoming it's almost just becoming noise now and i think the uh, some of the points that have been made um, about things that they wanted to change, you know, one of them being being the statue, the points are quite a scattergun. So there's no yeah. real there's no real kind of structured agenda about what they want. No. Um, and I think you know you made a good point earlier in, in before this podcast started about you know what are the what are the media going to be doing on that March day? They're going to be rocking up to people and they're going to be doing vox pops. Yeah. How many of the people on that march are really going to, and, and I'm not saying this to criticise anybody or no. anyone's intelligence or anything like that, but how many of them are really going to know why they're there and yeah, why they're so they pissed off? Yeah, you yeah. know, why, you know, because I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be able to articulate it. No, you yeah. march to achieve women's suffrage or America leaving the Vietnam War. Yeah. You don't, you don't march because you're sad well, uh, about what's happening. I mean, I think know. most people would say it's to force the owners out of the club. I think that's yeah. probably what, what most people want. Um, that's not going to happen, I don't think. Um, they're just going to gonna hunker down. Um, the protests will happen. It'll be over and it's a kind of then what. They'll, they, mm. It's going to be uncomfortable for them, I'm sure. Um, it might put... Pr- put pressure on them to actually you know invest more heavily in the team which would be a good outcome of it obviously um there might be one or two other kind of sort of you know kind of collateral collateral benefits but Mm. they might they might listen a little bit more um tolerantly and 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 reasonably to what supporters groups uh, you know are Mm. asking for so that you know it might i'm not i'm not completely decrying it and and i i do understand you know the passion that people have for the club yeah, and the hurt definitely. and the anger. I, I get all that. I, I, I'm, um, I suppose I'm just naturally not the sort of protesty type, um, and I just feel that, you know, for me the one lie, and I'm I'm convinced it's a lie, although I don't know the the, the kind of in legal ins and outs or whatever. The big lie that I think we were told way back when was that it was now no longer possible to redevelop the East Stand. 
at the Berlin ground. Mm. I don't believe that's true. They categorically said, oh, no, that we've looked into it, it can't happen. I don't believe that, I don't, especially with the bus. I mean, they were thinking about redeveloping it while the bus garage was still open. Mm. So, um, I, I, honestly, you know, for me, all along, uh, and I had vehement arguments with a, with a lot of pro-move people. I didn't find that many <laughs> anti, uh, anti-move people in those days when I was having these discussions. Um, and I was sort of saying, redevelop the East Stand, fill in the corners, move the East Stand, you know, so we can get that, that tightness back so that the pitch can move back towards the West End, get a 42,000, that'll, that'll do me. And that's what I still passionately yeah. believe we yeah. should have done. But that ship sailed and there, was, there were a few feeble little protests against it that I, I admittedly, I, you know, perhaps I didn't join in. If there'd have been a major angry protest movement at that time, I would have, been, I would have, I would have marched <clears> for that. It seemed definitely. like a gift horse that we couldn't really look in the mouth at the time when we, you know, the offer of that stadium, that huge empty sort of stadium, you know, after the Olympics seemed to be something just too good to be true. And um, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I can't entirely blame them for, for jumping at it when, it was, when, when the possibility of it happening uh, came up you know because because you know that if we you know in 20 in 2019 2020 if we're in another relegation strap there's going to be people going we were offered a massive stadium and we turned it down you know you know that that would be the case you know that would be the case i don't think anybody would go i'm happy with the size of ground we have now it feels it feels good. I'm comfortable with this. I just say, you know, you just know people will go. We got offered a massive stadium. We turned it down. It's really difficult. I wish we'd never. I wish it had never come uh, up. Uh, yeah, and we had, yeah, yeah. And that we had because then I think we would naturally have kind of filled the sides in and developed the east stand and and moved it up to a forty two thousand seat uh, stadium at some point. Fans want success, don't they? They're, they're ambitious. They want they, you know you know we'd all love to see us win something in the, you know in a, in a in a our lifetimes, um, and you can't blame them for that, and and you can't blame businessmen for looking to make money out of a, no. a situation. That's what all owners of these sorts of things do. They're not. Yeah. You know, they're not altruistic uh, enterprises. No, no. no. Greenpeace um, and the but, Body but, Shop don't have football teams. Yeah, you know, um, um, not a Oxfam. Um, but uh, the thing is that that the 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 ground as it was, um, the 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 much used phrase match day experience um, uh, as it was, um, was something that I cherished, and I, I it was you know I, I liked going to the Black Line, I liked going to Nathan's, I liked yes. that I liked the sense it, it was. It was. It was. There was a sense of heritage and tradition about it. I loved mm. all that, and you don't get that at the no, at, you don't. At, at the new place. However, you know, people are dewy-eyed over the kind of atmosphere of Upton Parks, which yeah, in, for the, sure. in the latter oh, yeah, years yeah. there were a yeah. lot of very quiet games. Yeah, there. yeah. A lot yeah. Of very quiet I didn't games. cry on that last day, but I, 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 I pretty much claimed close to shedding a tear the day the North Bank went. For me, yes. that was when the old Berlin Ground really, me really, too, really me too, died a death. Yes. Um, we probably better wrap this up around now. We've done two and three quarter hours. And, uh, <laughs> we, we probably better. Um, uh, David, our engineer, uh, he's has, asleep. Uh, yeah. He is clearly yeah. asleep. Yeah. He was yeah. making a noose earlier. Uh, <laughs> as we entered the second hour, he's making a noose and uh, putting it around my neck. Um, 
uh, and throwing it over a bean. Um, so we have predictions. We've got a huge uh, gap. It's possible Lanzini could be back by the be next time we play Yay. professional soccer. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a cup weekend this weekend, and then it's uh, Liverpool away. Liverpool away. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I um, have I have gallantly given my given my ticket to my to my daughter. Well, she's got a ticket anyway, but I've given my ticket to her boyfriend. So they're going for a kind of like a lovey dovey weekend in Liverpool and going to the game. That's how kind I am. Wow. Um, and therefore, I predict we'll lose five nil. Right, <laughs> that'll teach them. <laughs> no, yeah. you, you should surely predict that we'll win. Because yeah, that's what tends to happen. Yeah, yeah that's true. I, uh, you know, our Anfield win uh, under Billich. I had the you chance to go. You I had the chance that. to go. Yeah. Uh, which I, yes, yeah. I predicted that score. Yeah, uh, and mm. yet when offered a ticket, I didn't go. Yeah. Uh, which is just madness, and I wish I had gone. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Liverpool away. Uh, Lanzini could be back. It's a scene of one of Lanzini's triumphant performances. Yes, so, yes, yes. Um, you know, um, Mario's bedding into the team, you know, could be... You, you're both looking... Have you, have you got a nondescript look? What is? We'll start with your prediction. That's, that, that's that's my uh, my my look of disbelief that you think we've got a right. snowflakes uh, chance in yeah. now. Jim, Jim's looking <laughs> desperate. Jim's looking desperate. Dave, let's start with your score prediction. Uh, I think we're going to lose two nil. Two nil at Liverpool. Yeah, Jim. I'm staying with nil five. We'll lose five nil. Five nil. Yeah. Five nil. <clears throat> Liverpool two. <laughs> West Ham United four. <laughs> uh, My three nil prediction was correct. Yeah, it was. It was. Go down to your latest. Uh, go down to your. Well, in fact, Labbrook, uh, Labbrooks. Uh, <laughs> yes, Labbrooks. Um, this is the bet. Uh, I, I urge you to put everything you've got. <laughs> You people panning for gold in the River Thames uh, and in the silt, take your take what you find down to. They take gold and things they find in condoms and things they find in rivers, <laughs> supermarket trolleys, and take them and put it all, put it all on this score. You heard it here first: Liverpool two, West Ham United four. Uh, <laughs> we've probably <laughs> should we. Any, well, on that note, any closing remarks, gentlemen? Any closing You're remarks? You're mad. Go to yeah. gold.com. That's my <laughs> yeah, closing. That. That's yeah. my takeaway yeah. from this podcast. <laughs> okay. That's what I've taken away from it. So that's what I've learned from this podcast. Uh, Jim, any closing closing thoughts? Uh, n- n- no, not after that. No, okay. no. Uh, in the words of Ricardo Vazde, don't do drugs. Oh no, yes, um, don't do that. Don't do drugs. Uh, my name has been Phil Whelan's and still is with me, Dave Hall. Thanks very much. And Jim Grant. Cheerio. Come on, you irons. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft or IBM and others, and when budgeting for software
software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Podcast Network.